All right, and welcome back uh, to the Handball Podcast. Uh, this is episode three, and it's great to have you. Uh, my name's Steve Plummer, and I'll be your host. I'm here with Chris Scholl. How are you? Hey, how are you, Steve? Very good, very good. It's good to be back. Um, sorry, it's been a bit of a delay. We've had, let's just say, it's been a busy 10 days, um, and we haven't quite managed to to get back to um, back to the podcast, but yeah, it's, it's good to be back and there's a lot happening in the world of handball, um, which we will wrap up. Um, so a big week, as I said, um, and we're going to cont- continue down uh, our education of uh, what is handball, um, how it works. Um, and what we're going to touch on today is um, the positions in handball and what makes each of those positions work. Um and I think that's going to be fascinating for a lot of people out there who don't know the sport, um, especially those in Australia, um, to maybe see, you know, handball really is a, a sport for every shape and size of person. And, you know, I think that's really a good way to get started. Um, I want to say a big hello to Makarili Handball Club in India. Uh, they've started following us and I would... If you jump on their Instagram, see them, these guys, they train no matter what, no matter where, and uh, it's great to have them following along. Um, and this week, so we'll we'll, um, we'll go through the positions uh, and then we will wrap up with some of the le- league news from around the world. Uh, we had the uh, final, the Champions League in Europe finish up in the last week. Uh, we've got the Premier Handball League in India entering its final stage. Um, we still chart our way towards the Australian National Club Championships in Canberra, and so we'll give you the latest draw there. And yeah, look forward to the week ahead. So we'll go. We'll start with the first things first, which I think many training sessions begin with, which is positions. Um, so it's we said at the beginning of the season. It's there's seven players on each side uh, plus a bench. Uh, that that team's made up of six court players and one goal player. And the six court players are all very different in their characteristics, different heights, different shapes, different abilities. And what better way to make use of Chris' expertise is to talk through each of these positions um, and yeah, what makes them dif- different from each other. And then we're going to try our very best to maybe say what posi- what sports in Australia might match each position um, because, yeah, there's a lot of crossover here in the physicality and, yeah, we'll just jump right in. So, so Chris, I'll probably start with the top one is the centre-back. <clears throat> oh, let me first start. What, what is uh, um, the criteria uh, of a good handball player overall? So Yeah, perfect, um, perfect. Then, then we can go into, into the position thing. So I, w- I, would, suggest, or I would say... My opinion, like a good handball player, usually has like an excellent uh, coordination skills, uh, agility, and of course the speed. And they also technique is really really important strategy. Um, and of course, <clears throat> it's not just this. And handball player needs to also be a good communication guy and the teamwork teamwork skills. <clears throat> and also, <clears throat> ball handling is uh, super important for this stuff because if you're not good at this, um, yeah, you can't play the sport. And yeah, and the most important thing, you need to be a good shooter. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I mean, we can dig into that, but what makes a good shooter? Uh, what makes a good shooter? 
Um, as I said, it's this this kind of thing, you know, it's part of uh, technical ball handling, like this crossover things like technical ball handling, physically coordination, like this 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 stuff is to be like overall like can be a good shooter. Yeah. So is it? Uh, do you think it's strength? Is it accuracy? Is it the ability to read the play? Yeah. If you had to choose one, which one would you take? Um. I used to be, <clears throat> I used to be a centre back, so I would definitely take take a centre back position because, in my opinion, um, this is like the most uh, critical position in handball, because this how can I say for people who don't know handball in at the tech he's basically like the brain of the team, so he read reads the game, um, uh, yeah, and 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 coordinate to- coordinate the game with some moves and. <clears throat> And creating some opportunities for the other players. Mm. So um, yeah, and yeah. taking opportunity and the responsibility for the team. So yeah, yeah. Centre back is, as I say, it's one of the key parts of the game. Uh, they're the ones that marshal the field, call the instructions out. Um, if you want to compare it to, I guess let's start with the obvious American sport. This is the point guard in basketball. This is the quarterback in football. Um, they're the ones that really call the shots and and are the playmakers. Uh, to bring it back to our shores, I think you, you know, for for those who look, I, I love my rugby, um, and so <laughs> you know, depending on you know, rugby league, rugby union, you've got the five eight and the halfback, um, and they're the ones that really control the play. Um, a centre back's almost a five eight and a halfback in one, um, bringing the ball up the court, serving it to the players, calling the plays, um, and, and keeping keeping the people moving. So, so that's our centre back, and um, I say critical to to all team success. Um, the backs, the left back and the right back. What what are these guys like? Uh, they're yes, yeah, as, as I mentioned before, like the left back and, and right back. They're mostly like the shooter guys, like the big tall guys. Uh, have a strong arm, strong shot, are really physically good in one in one situation. Um, yeah, so they're basically like the shooter. So so. Yeah. And yeah, is it is it like in? Um, I don't know. Maybe you can you can manage better like than me. It's like if you there's any particular similar thing to AFL or rugby, another player like this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, a, a good left back, a good right back is is like the the number one rule of basketball, which is a good big guy always beats a good little guy. Yeah. <laughs> You want these guys big, them strong. Um, they run in hard. Um, I know if you look at it, in cricket, you've got the big fast bowlers. These guys are two meters tall, yeah. really strong, really accurate, lots yeah. of control of the ball. Yeah. Um, oh, it's hard to draw. I mean, there's you've got similar positions within water polo exist, you know, guys with really strong arms, but it, it's. I think you say it's height, it's it's strength, um, and it, you know, yeah, and, and probably aggression to to come in hard. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. <clears throat> so, 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 let's look at the comparison. So between a centre back and a left, and and the centre back and the left and right backs, yeah, size difference. What do you see? Mm, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, centre back is mostly like not the tallest and biggest guys, so they're super super quick. And and as I said, they they cr- uh, try to creating opportunities for the left and right backs. Um, so and they're smart players as well. Mm-hmm. So and left back, as I said, they try to read 
the game and then f coming for a cross and then sh sh shoot from distance. So mm. this is the basically different between center back and then left back and right back, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And so, look, we'll move it around to the sides now, and and we've got the left wing and the right wing. I mean, who are these guys? So this is like the, this. I call it always the speedy guys. <laughs> they're the tiny, skinny, skinny guys. They're running up and down all the time. So they're uh, yeah, as I said, like small guys, skinny, not really muscly, and yeah, there's super quick and then can jump as high as they can yeah <laughs> so they got great agility and and speed is the key there yeah when they shoot but they do shoot different so you left if we said the left back and the right back shoot with power yeah yeah how do these guys shoot um they have a different kind of variety of shots so they're starting to do like depend i mean spin shots if you can use sticky mm -hmm. yes <laughs> they're especially like this so this developed the last couple of years quite a lot so you have must like a really flexible risk so you can change change your shoot at the last last second when depend where the goal is going and then you do some mostly like <clears throat> i described the the wing players like um yeah they always do like um yeah crazy crazy fun shots like spin shots overhead shots and uh, yeah this kind of things mm. yeah yeah, they're, they're, they're almost circus actors there. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're very fast up and down the court um, on the fast breaks. They're the first ones to go and, 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 and you know, the fastest guy wins the race there. But yeah, when they... These guys are the most fun to watch. I think, you know, for the for the first timer, um, yeah, the, the the height they get, the hang time they get, and then it's the wrist movement, which yeah draws no comparison. Um, yeah. You know, we can if you look at basketball players. These guys are about, yeah, they're quick and they just get moving up and down the court and they can just fly. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on to my personal favorite, because this is where I spent my time. Let uh, me guess, pivot? <laughs> yes, the pivot position or the line position. And, uh, oh, look, I'll let you describe what's needed. But when I used to play, it, I, I came from rugby and I came from basketball. Um, I played in the tight five in rugby, which means it's it's a physical position. Uh, and in basketball, I would play in, in the forward line there. So it was all about the pick and roll, setting screens, and making space for your um, for your teammates. Um, so that's how I always saw it. And but uh, but Chris, do you want to uh, you know, characterize them more? Yeah, I mostly agree what you said. I mean, you the pivot. Uh, it's mostly like big, big, strong, strong guys and creating some space for 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 some teammates. Um, <clears throat> it's it's a tough position because you get hit quite a lot. I mean, you could agree. Yes. I <laughs> Went through many jerseys in the season. They yeah. get ripped. They get torn. Um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's a tough, tough thing. But also, um, I like to watch a play with pivot. The pivot is not just like the big. Of course, they're big and strong guys, but they also have to be like smart where they're put the block on it where they create like um, um, the gap and they're quite play well with, with if you have a good set the back they're uh, working quite well together um, and this is basically also good good um, you compare it with rugby so mostly like the rugby guys could be good good pivot for handball players I would say I think you would agree yes I mean it does because you're it's it, you're in tight with people you're you're you're, you're jostling for positions um, and yeah I, I've Always found a good a good uh, combination with the with the centre back. You can uh, yeah you can do a lot because it's it controls the centre of the court, which is the most direct path to the goal. And um, 
Yeah, totally. I, I would agree there. But why did you choose like playing a pivot? <laughs> I wasn't. Did, did the coach just put you there and say, okay, you're just enough of a player as a pivot? Or what was the. Yeah, um, I definitely wasn't fit for the wing. <laughs> That's a speed position. Um, I wasn't fit for center back because I just hadn't, hadn't played a lot. You know, I only started when I was. Oh, 21, 20, probably 22 years old. When I started my my handball journey, which is very late uh, in the piece. Um, and so, yeah, because it's really important to, I guess, yeah, centre back, as you say, has to be able to read the game and know the game. Um, and I'm, yeah, probably still you know, six or eight inches short of being uh, uh, good for the um, the back position. So, yeah, I think I was a natural fit physically, um, and yeah with my background in basketball, the pick and the roll move uh, and setting screens was very familiar movement. So really, you really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It translated really well. Um, <clears throat> and now into my favorite position to have a go at because I think these guys are just incredible and just a little bit crazy is the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you just said it the right word. The goalies are mostly like, yeah, cra crazy, crazy guys. Um, Imagine you get hit by a ball with I don't know how many how many k's can you shoot like well um, 100 yeah 80 100 k's an hour yeah just straight into your face and just <laughs> <laughs> still keep playing and and yeah kind of like it sometimes so these guys are crazy like I don't know sometimes you get hit by by a good ball like five six times yeah and they keep going and <laughs> yeah These... so yeah <laughs> they're definitely the characters of the team. Um, <clears throat> Because you, you've got to be, oh, it's a very brave position and you've just, yeah, you, to get up and keep going. Um, just to talk back to the court. So the goals are three meters across and two meters high. Um, and I think as a goalkeeper, you want to try and cover as much of that space as possible. And I think there's two ways they start to do this. One way they do it is just sheer size. Um, you can see... In, the professional European teams, these guys are approaching two meters tall um, so they can sort of fill that space. Um, you know, it, the bigger the keeper, it's very hard to get around them. Uh, but then their flexibility is second to none. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen these guys put their foot up on the top of the goalpost <laughs> yeah. just to do a hamstring stretch. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then they'll be the next second, they'll be on the ground doing the splits and they'll be back up again. I mean, I think... We talk about the wings with their agility. I think the flexibility of um, of a goalkeeper is just incredible. Yeah, it is definitely. Yeah, <clears throat> but curious. I mean, in Europe, who would you see these guys crossing over with? What other sports would a goalkeeper suit? I mean, well, good question. <laughs> um, to be honest, pool. That's a good question. I mean, I saw um, I've been watching sometimes some some soccer, and I found out that some soccer goalkeeper mm -hmm. they're starting training exercise from the handball stuff. Yeah. So so and you see sometimes some goalkeepers have some handball moves. So mm -hmm. from the goalkeeper, so they picked it up. So yeah, um, but I don't know. Do you have any suggestion oh. where? I mean. <clears throat> It's a tough because it's a combination of its size helps, um, you know, and 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 reach is really useful. I mean, I draw comparisons back to basketball, but it's the flexibility uh, which you don't see in many sports. I mean, you've got gymnasts 
but you, really would you find I'd say a tall gymnast um, in, in out there so it's one of the more unique positions um, but I think it's also it's a very mentally strong position uh, where you I, I remember Pascal Winkler our longtime Sydney University goalkeeper <laughs> and he knew every player in the league and depending on where they jumped from, at which position their arm was at, he had a pretty good under, a pretty good idea where the ball may go and yep. would have to cover it off. Yeah, um, incredible memory um, to do that. So yeah, I re- I remember when I played with him, he <clears throat> he know after the second or third shot, he knew exactly where the next one is going, and he was already standing on the side and then just catch the ball and then. Yeah, just yeah. just had this understanding, yeah. which is always yeah. always incredible. Yeah. Um, so, Chris, there's, yeah, like all things, there's two sides to every story. Um, so we've really, I think we've talked through the offensive side of the game, which is the scoring of goals. But, you know, I guess to win a game, you've got to, you know, the other, you have to have more goals than the other team. How would you talk through defence and what makes a, a, a good defender? Yeah, as I mentioned mentioned before, I mean, the critical of a handball player, it's, it's all about... Um, my opinion is all about um, um, good communication in a team. Mm-hmm. It's all about this. <clears throat> Sometimes there are tiny, small steps, and you need to communicate all the time when they're playing the move. And teamwork. Handball is a teamwork, and and you need to work together all the time. And this is like for me one of the main keys. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> we we might say it, there's seven individuals on the court, but it really is. Uh, it's the team that brings it together and gets the result because, you know, to, you have to move the ball quickly to the right places um, on the attacking side and then on the defensive side, it's about moving together and closing down opportunities. Yeah, and you always say, like, um, you only win the game in defense, not in attack. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of sports out there. Yeah, you know, a good defense, you know, um, they, uh, there's a lot of lines where it's always... Uh, yeah, a good defense is the best attack. Um, or t- yeah, attack might win a league game, but yeah. defense wins championships. <clears throat> so, what was your favorite when you play the handball? Like, was it more playing in attack or more defense, or was it both? Um, or how do you describe this? Oh, I did love. I did love to attack. Um, yeah, to to block because that was again. I, I could I could make space for my teammates who were you know outstanding finishers and giving them that space to um, you know to get easy goals was always very re- rewarding because I mean look you know it's that moving off the ball which would um, would really help. Um, but then what I also enjoyed was yeah defense because it is so physical and you can stop someone in their path. And yeah, I really did enjoy that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do? So look, I think that gives us a real, so gives some people a really good position, um, good perspective of what makes a hand, yeah, what sort of physical characteristics make a handball player. It's not. Um, I say yeah, there's a lot of different positions for a lot of different shapes and sizes of players, and it's not, and you're not really limited. Um, you know, I think Hamble has has a position for everyone. If they're tall, they're short, they're they're broad like myself. There's a space for you. Um, that's good, brilliant. So, what I'm going to move on to now is um, the league news because 
it's been a very very busy um, month as as Europe uh, the European scene, season comes to its conclusion. Um, so that we've had the EHF uh, Champions League, and it's uh, it's a it's a really great format how they go. Um, so the finals weekend. They have the, both the semifinals and the finals back to back, which I think is the, a good test. Um, you know, real true championship team. If you can back up within twenty four hours, that's pretty pretty tough. And so this week, uh, this past weekend in Cologne, uh, we had uh, the semifinals. Uh, the semifinal one was between Matterberg, which uh, we'll get to that after because I think. You, See, we've got a good connection there, um, having met them at the Superglobe uh, and Barcelona, uh, which those, and it is, it's the same, it's the same Barcelona as the Barcelona Football Club. So they're one of these big European integrated clubs. So the first semi final, we had uh, Matterberg taking on Barcelona, and Matterberg took that very narrowly, 40 to 39, uh, which made them, let them advance to the final. Uh, second, semi-final we had Kielce from Poland and they defeated Paris Saint-Germain 25-24 and again this is the same PSG as we see in the in the, in the world of football so um, you're starting to see a theme here that these these big clubs are very integrated and you know I think it brings about uh, it's a big part of their success uh, because they've got great resources there's great crossover and so then we on to the, the third place playoff. It's always hard playing, you know, to pick yourself up the next day after after losing and missing your chance in the final. And uh, Barcelona beat PSG 37-31 uh, to take the third place there. Now onto the final. Chris, did you... Um, we won't jump straight to the score, but did you get a chance to watch the game? Yeah, I did. I mean, I watched all of the games. Yes, of course. Um, and to be honest, it was one of the best final four I've ever seen. So as you mentioned before, like it was really tough games. So as you said, like Magdeburg, the first semi-final against Barca was extra time. And at the end, it was seven-meter shootout. And then even the second semi-final was a tough game, close. And then it was more spectacular than the final. So it was, I think it was overtime one time, uh, extra time. And then the play, the, at the end, Magdeburg won the final. So it was... All of the games, they were just incredible, um, good, really great handball, the best handball you've seen for a while. So, yeah. And for those um, listening in Australia, uh, you can head over to ehf.tv and you can pick up the, the replay of the games. And I really do urge you to do that. It's, you know, it's a great introduction to the sport of handball. Um, we really only see handball on network television come the Olympics every four years um, but it's great they've got the streaming running uh, in this region obviously for those in Europe it's on main it's on mainstream television you can you know tune to the local sports channel and the local news and you'll hear all about it but uh, you know it's very fortunate that the, they've um, managed to unblock the region regional streaming in this part of the world so Australian handball fans can could definitely tune in there but but Chris take us back to the final um yeah, you know, Kielce Matterberg. Uh, what a, yeah, what a final that was. Yeah, incredible. Um, first of all, I was super surprised. I don't, um, if you have watched the semi-final against Barcelona, there was like, uh, oh, from the MVP for me uh, was like this Icelandic guy. 
center back Gisli Christensen, and he got injured in the in the semi-final, dislocated his shoulder, and almost everyone say he's not going to play. And then next day he showed up and said, yeah, I'm going to play. <laughs> and he scored like six goals in the final. I said, how can this happen? Like, this is like... Uh, Incredible. Yeah. I, I did see, yes, yeah, so he just cleared the shoulder, they, um, a few injections, a bit of strapping tape, and uh, you know, backed up the next day. And I did see the interview with the um, Kielsa goalkeeper, and he said he did struggle because the... He couldn't get his arm over above 90 degrees, so every shot was underarm, mm. but he wasn't used to it. And look, you know, you just have if a goal's a goal, doesn't matter what it looks like. So, uh, um, yeah, fan, yeah, fantastic to see that. Yeah, you know, that's that's the real toughness to back up like that. And this is like this makes handball out of it, you know, it's like, uh, I think they stick also more together. So one guy got injured and say, okay, even more, we, we work harder for each other. And, you know, it was like like teamwork all the time, pushing each other. And that was one of the things that they might won the final, you know? Yeah. Oh, look, look let's, let's, let's jump to the, the, the final score there. Um, and then, look, you know, I guess there's a few key moments in the game, which I think... We, as a sports fan, what, no matter what sport you follow, you, it will definitely resonate. So, so Matterberg did uh, take the win in extra time. So we had 26 all at half time, uh, and then went to two five minute periods, um, and that ended up being 30-29 to Matterberg taking the win. Um, that's, correct for wrong. That's that's back to back, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is yeah. definitely. Yeah. Which is, um, <laughs> Which is incredible to you know that that's yeah it's a very tough very long season, um, but it wasn't without the drama as all good finals. Um, yeah, do you, want to, do you want to walk us through? I guess the drama in the second half. Yeah, there was a drama. Like in the second half, there was one. Was it a journalist? I think a journalist. Mm. Yeah, um, I don't know what happened exactly. Like he had like a heart attack during during the game, and then they stopped the game like for fifteen twenty minutes, and. It was like, I don't know if you've watched it, but one of uh, the coach of Magdeburg, Bennett Wiegert, he wanted to s stop the game and give Kielce the victory, which is, and he said it, there's something more important than, than handball in life, and which is like a, a great gesture of him say, okay, I play the most important game now, or I, I'm coaching the most important game in my life, but I give up. Mm. So this was like, to be honest, like a really, really great gesture for him. Yeah, and it's um, it's an incredible gesture. Um, but the Kielce said we you know, we want to push on and finish um, finish the match, and obviously it didn't go their way in the end. But uh, yeah, what a way to you know, amazing drama in a final, and and what an amazing gesture from the Matterberg coach to to say, look, life is more important. Let's 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 call it here. Um, but no, but they played on, and. Yeah, fantastic back-to-back -back win by Matterberg, and um, that would then that advances them to the uh, the Super Globe in Saudi Arabia uh, later this year. Um, moving on, so also concluding at the end of last week, we had the uh, Asian Women's Club Championships. Uh, so this is to determine the uh, the winner of. Um, that again, who would advance to the Super Globe? So this was in Kazakhstan in Almaty, if I'm pronouncing that correct. Um, and so they ran uh, as a round round robin tournament for the uh, six teams, 
and the winners uh, that were SK Sugar Gliders HC out of Korea, and uh, that's I believe back to back for them. Uh, we had Kaiser, the Kazakhstan club, uh, come in second, and T Sports Club from India picked up third. Um, now in the previous iteration. Uh, T Sports came in last place and in sixth, so they've they've improved their position over the last year. Um, and their men's team also made their debut at the Asian Championships uh, this year. They and they came in in the final position for the men's competition. But uh, um, really amazing to see, I guess, the in, the Indian region, uh, Indian country uh, in in the Asian region, starting to the game starting to come alive. Um, which is which is really exciting, and that sort of moves me on to the next um, the next score wrap up. Uh, we've had the Premier Handball League in India uh, commence uh, three weeks ago, and they're they're now entering their final week um, and playoffs. Um, so this is their India's first professional handball league. There are uh, one two. We've got six teams across um, uh, the competition. Uh, with the first four proceeding to a, a knockout phase for um, to take home the first PHL title. Um, so as we finish the, the group stage, uh, the now this is where I'm going to apologies in advance if the names are not quite pronounced correctly. The Marastha Ironmen have, have finished top of the table with seven wins, two losses and a draw. The Telugu Talons are tied for them uh, with, again, seven wins, two losses, one draw. Uh, in third place, we have the Rajasthan Patriots. Fourth place, the Golden Eagles UP. Uh, and the final two positions were taken up by the Delhi Panzers and the Garvit Gujarat uh, sides. So... Did you watch some of the games? I've been watching, so I've been picking it up on um, up on YouTube. So I, I, I can't dial into the uh, the Indian channels; they're they're blocked out of this region. But yeah. um, a great work to the team there. They've they've they're starting to they're replaying the games um, on their YouTube channel. And look, I'd say what a spectacle they're putting on. Um, they've they've really followed on the the IPL cricket. Um, it's a lot of fanfare, you know, a lot of noise, a lot of colour, which is which is which is India in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> and like the the passion of these guys. I mean, many of these teams were training outdoors on hockey courts mm. um, for the last few years, and now they've made the leap indoors. They've made the leap into a professional league, uh, which I think would say is the envy of the region, particularly the Oceania region, and it's it's on our roadmap to to professionalism here. Um, but yeah, I think they've done a fantastic job. Uh, each team's picking up three international players. Yep. Um, lots of East European players who. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, look, I think we've done the same thing in Australia. Here, it's not a native sport to the country, so it's bringing in experts like yourself. Yep. To to build up and show you know show what good looks like and um, look. I, you know, big ups to the uh, the Indian the the PHL and the and the management teams and the players and the the marketing departments doing absolutely fantastic job of telling this story. Yeah, so you're enjoying it so far. Yeah, I love it. I, I, I'm really enjoying it, and um, I would love to see us Australia to have a closer tie with India. I think that would be great. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I think um, you know 
they finished just above us on the on the Emerging Nations Cup recently. I think we finished in sixth. They were maybe fourth. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, they finished just above Australia in the last competition. Um, I think we have a, a shared love of cricket. Um, I think politically, Australia and India are getting closer all the time um, in 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 this region. And yeah, I think yeah, to build that bridge is, um, I think, it's going to be valuable for both um, to grow in this region together and then move back into the, I guess, the epicenter of Europe. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So. Overnight, this is news to hand. I, I, when I wrote this earlier in the week, uh, the semi-finals were, were poised to occur. Uh, um, and overnight, we've had the Golden Eagles UP take on the Telugu Talons. Um, and that's finished. This is, again, we've, it was 40 all after extra time um, and went down to a penalty shootout. Very familiar, very similar circumstance to... Uh, what we saw in Europe uh, last weekend, and the Golden Eagles UP advanced with a after a four-three win in the shootout. Um, so yeah, this is this is really great to to see, and the uh, the second final between uh, Rajasthan Patriots and the Marasta Ironmen will be overnight, and uh, we'll bring you the action there. And I'm sure by the time we go to air next week, the the final may have occurred, and we can. We'll, we'll go through our reactions there. Finally, I have a quick run through the Australian League uh, as we've now had the last time you joined us, the, we just had the draw uh, and now the matchups um, have been named. So if we go through where we were last time, so the women's competition, we have a, a five-team competition uh, Sydney University, Canberra, UTS, Brisbane, and Melbourne. They are playing a round robin, um, but as we weren't sure last time, does it end after the round robin? No, it does not. The uh, the top two teams will will go together in a playoff match for, to lift the cup. So, so that's good there. Um, first past the post is great, but um, there's nothing like a final to to really throw chaos to the wind. Mm. <laughs> Um, next up, we have uh, the men's competition. So we're set into two groups of four teams each. Uh, group A, we have University of Queensland, UTS, St Kilda and the Brisbane Handball Club. And we have Group B with Sydney University, Canberra Handball Club, UNSW and UniSA. Um, so again, look, it's it's been debated all week. Is there a group of death? Um, but... On balance, I think, what do you think? We're about even. Um, yeah, as I mentioned last week, um, <clears throat> yeah, pretty even. So both groups are really competitive. There's not, to be honest, not a death group. To, yeah, yeah. Both pretty strong and yeah, it's going to be going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be tough and um, it's going to be one of the, there's a lot of energy going into this, um, this championship. So yeah, it's been a few quiet years with the pandemic, but um, players are back, players are training. Um, I guess the borders have opened again, so the students um, are back. And I'd say university students have been the backbone of a lot of clubs in Australia. I know for Sydney University, you know, we have a core, but every year it's it's who comes to study um, really makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. And it brings the level 
always harder to a higher position. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you get guys who, again, as I say, I started playing at 21, 22 years of age. <laughs> <laughs> and you play against these guys. And why don't you know this? And I'm like, I'm like, when did you start? Oh, six. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lifetime of difference. Um, but, yeah, the international players and the students really do lift the competition and I think, yeah, bring trends and, and from the rest of the world. So... So Chris, that brings us to the end of um, yeah another 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 episode. Um, yeah, it was great again. Yeah, I, I learned something as always with the the positions. It's it's always I say it's a diversity in position. It's always good to when you put on the table who's who, who's what. Um, yeah, yeah, really yeah I really enjoyed it, and as I said, um, it's always a pleasure to be part of it, and um, yeah, I really appreciate it, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it yeah. was good. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome, and um, and we'll put it out there as always. If you uh, you know, if you've got an opinion, if you want to get in touch, you can hit us up on the the, the uh, Facebook. No, what am I saying? The Instagram page, the underscore handball underscore podcast. Uh, you can also find us on the handballpodcast.com and um, there's a form there. Get in touch. You know, what, you know, if you think we're wrong, you think we're right, let us know. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, next week, um, another another very uh, good episode shaping up. Uh, we'll be talking with uh, Australian men's national team coach Tate Ramadani uh, and also head coach of Canberra um, the Canberra Handball Club which um, will be playing in a friendly game next Saturday um, as a warm up uh, leading into the nationals so that's going to be look it's going to be great to talk with Tate um, we'll see if we talk before the game or after the game to get <laughs> <laughs> predictions or reactions <laughs> Um, we'll we'll see how that time goes, and I think there'll be much more league news. So we should be wrapping up the Premier Handball League in India, uh, the men's under twenty national under twenties world champs under twenty ones. Yeah, under twenty ones yeah. is yeah. underway. So we'll yeah. bring the latest scores there, and yeah, I think that's all she wrote. Yeah, don't miss the next episode. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Thank you all for your time. Please like, subscribe, and get in touch if you want to. You know, want to hear from us. And thanks again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See Bye. ya. Bye.